Chapter 1, Progressives Projecting Fascism, Corporate and Global. Biden, Morning Joe, and the Progressives claim the mega-movement is fascist and the most extreme and dangerous political organization in America today. No, that would be the Biden administration and the Progressive Party. Wikidef.com, Autocracy versus Fascism, defines autocracy as a form of government in which unlimited power held is held by a single individual, and defines fascism as a political regime with totalitarian aspirations, ideologically based on a relationship between business and a centralized government, where elite corporations join with the government forces to control the marketplace and repress criticism or opposition, a leader cult exalting the state in or religion above individual rights. Progressives constantly try to project their ideology onto the right by comparing conservatives to Hitler and Mussolini. The fact is that the conservative right champions the other end of the spectrum, individual rights and liberty. Our republic was founded on the principle that individual rights should not be sacrificed for the collective good. Sacrificing individual rights for the collective good, or general will, is the progressive Marxist ideology. Progressive Marxist fascists believe that all rights are subject to the state. For example, men as communities are supreme over men as individuals, for each according to his ability to each according to his needs. For more information regarding individual liberty versus progressive Marxist fascism, check out the program Chapter 1, The Debate, Equality or Individual Liberty, page 3, free on this website. Hitler was a National Socialist, Lenin was a Marxist Communist, and Mussolini was a Fascist. Socialism, Marxist Communism, and Fascism are the core beliefs of the present-day anti-capitalist progressive movement as evidenced by the ideologies of Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Nancy Pelosi, The Squad, and others on the left. The progressive movement is comprised of Marxist, socialist, fascist, and communist organizations like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, La Raza, MoveOn.org, Occupy Wall Street, SEIU, Socialist Worker, Voice of Revolution, and other socialist, fascist, communist organizations. Mussolini's fascist manifesto is literally the doctrine of collectivism, the progressives' ideology. Throughout history, collectivism has only proven to benefit the ruling class social elite, Venezuela being the latest victim. Communism takes total ownership of party, social class, and means of production, whereas fascism allows ownership, but government representation controls the means of production through national consuls. For example, blackmailing our country, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi tried to hold the $2 trillion CARES Act stimulus bill hostage until she could get her fascist policies enacted. Hiding behind political correctness of diversity, she tried to insert government-controlled diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI corporate boards, or national consuls, as well as union funds and union controls, into the CARES Act. Like communism, fascism also advocates for a totalitarian one-party state. Diversity boards completely control corporate management, salaries, hiring practices, costs, profits, and means of production. Corporations are forced to give the government a complete statistical analysis of their operation on a quarterly basis and would be beholden to Nancy and the Progressive Party. Pelosi also tried to create a totalitarian one-party fascist progressive state by trying to insert nationalized federal election laws into the CARES bill, like early voting, same-day voter registration, mail-in voting, and vote harvesting, all of which benefit the progressive party. 
Nancy has tried to control the presidency, the Senate, and the judicial branch of government. Now she wants to control our means of production. Nancy frequently boasts about her Italian heritage while she accuses Trump of being a Russian agent. Is she an Italian fascist agent? Recently, NASDAQ's board of directors colluded with the SEC to develop their unconstitutional fascist diversity disclosure rules, which require companies to annually disclose diversity quotas of their board members. One of the defining principles of fascism is the consolidation of government and business. Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum in Davos, executive chairman, self-appointed world leader, and his global elites are central planners engineering the world's great reset. They manipulate asset management companies like BlackRock, which handles retirement funds, to force them to become environmental, social, and governance, ESG compliant, or forgo ESG financial investments. BlackRock is on the forefront of ESG investing, and Brian Deese, who previously served on BlackRock's Global Head of Sustainable Investing, presently heads Biden's National Economic Council and owns 2.4 million in ESG stock. For more information regarding this topic, see Progressives in Action, the Home Act chapter, page 19, free on this website. As of March 2022, ESG stock is valued at $2.7 trillion and is estimated to become one-third of our global assets by 2025. The top three ESG asset management firms are Larry Fink's BlackRock with $10 trillion, Buckley's Vanguard with $7.2 trillion, and State Street with over $20 trillion in global assets. Progressives plan to use fascist ESG funds to control businesses, banking, investment, energy, property, farms, food, consumption, environments, and individual freedoms. A recently deleted UN article, The Benefits of World Hunger, argued how central planners could use world hunger as a method of controlling people. Henry Kissinger, Klaus Schwab's mentor, claimed if you control the food, you control the people. If you control the energy, you control the continent. If you control the money, you control the world. ESG corporations use the retirement funds of other people who don't support the ESG political or social agenda. They take retirement funds from firefighters, nurses, military, small business owners, unions, municipalities, and private organizations and use that money to force companies to conform to their policies. Forcing ESG regulations on countries, corporations, banks, and insurance companies causes inflation, poor business practices, and low earnings, and causes CEOs to forego fiduciary responsibilities to their stockholders. ESG asset managers are destroying American companies in the American energy sector while they invest in and enrich Chinese companies. They're also using U.S. military retirement funds to invest in China's military-industrial complex. Fascism is making sure you have an adequate ESG score so you, your business, and your country can conduct business like banking, borrowing, trading, investing, and selling stock to increase in value. If political leaders, CEOs, and individuals don't comply with ESG standards, CEOs like Larry Fink of BlackRock threaten their livelihoods. ESG asset managers won't invest in countries, companies, or banks that aren't woke. They won't make loans or do business with countries, companies, or individuals of which they disapprove, like the oil and gun industries or Elon Musk, Tesla. Congress won't protect our free speech, but Elon Musk will. 
Twitter's progressive administrators claim they don't shadow ban, but after Musk's move to take over Twitter, miraculously, conservatives like Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Donald Trump Jr. gained hundreds of thousands of followers. To prevent Musk from a successful takeover of Twitter, progressives again resorted to Alinsky's fascist techniques, target, isolate, and destroy. They're using corporations like Apple, Best Buy, HBO, Coca-Cola, Disney, Kraft, and others to target and boycott Twitter. The usual suspects sponsoring the boycott are George Soros' Open Society, NGOs funded by Obama and Clinton, wealthy Democrat donors, labor unions, European governments, and other dark-moneyed globalist organizations that are trying to restrict your free speech and freedom of thought. Aren't progressives supposed to hate corporate pigs? BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street have also risen to action and have ousted Elon's company Telsa from participating in ESG stock. Telsa suddenly slipped from grace when Elon announced he could no longer condone progressive fascism, exposed and liberated their media weapon Twitter, and announced he was voting Republican. Margaret Dorn, head of ESG Indices North America and S&P Dow Jones Indices, justified Telsa's sudden low ESG scores by claiming it was racial discrimination and poor working conditions, not Elon's change in politics that knocked him off the ESG S&P 500 index. ESG is a blessing to China and American corporations based in China who use ESG fascism to take down American industries. Like in China, you will no longer be able to get a loan, car, home, or insurance, or own or invest in a business unless you're compliant within a certain ESG score. You will have to show your environmental plans and prove your diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, to exist. Government will control your business, products, production, purchases, hiring, board member makeup, movement, transportation, and living arrangements. Biden and his projecting progressive pigs, however, claim the Republicans are the fascists. For more information regarding this topic, see Progressives in Action, the Home Act chapter, page 17, free on this website. Over the past decade, Sri Lanka and Guana pulled themselves into the 21st century and have established economies that rival the West. Recently, the UN and World Economic Forum convinced their leaders to go woke and they increased their ESG scores above 90%. However, after switching to renewable energy and organic fertilizer to lower their CO2, they now find themselves without food, water, electricity, and gasoline. Their economies have completely collapsed and they're suffering a massive insurrection. Countries across Europe, including England, France, Germany, and the Netherlands, as well as South Africa and Argentina, have also gone woke to increase their ESG scores. They, too, are now experiencing faltering economies, food shortages, and rolling blackouts that sometimes exceed eight hours a day. In the U.S., states that have permitted the progressive woke to replace their fossil fuel energy grid with renewables like Texas and California are also experiencing rolling blackouts. If we continue down the global green energy woke path of Biden, the progressives, and Klaus Schwab, our fate will soon resemble that of Sri Lanka and Guana. The U.S. is now within a hair's width of becoming Sri Lanka and Guana. The poorer you get, the higher your ESG score. Despite the tragic food shortages and economic collapse caused by ESG regulations, Biden and his globalists are marching on. 
His SEC is proposing new ESG directives aimed at U.S. farms that eliminate necessary crop protection tools, force farms to invest in renewable energy practices, and restrict livestock farming. Biden's labor secretary is promoting progressive unions and fascist government regulations that control how workers can invest. For example, they plan to forbid workers from investing in cryptocurrency and force them to invest in ESG stock. This will eliminate corporations that are not conducive to their fascist regime, like the oil and gun industry. Fascist ESG stock will strip citizens of their constitutional freedoms, raise the cost of energy and products, and keep the working class poor and in their place. Big government control, a form of modern socialism, is no longer accomplished through physical takeovers, but by making your survival dependent on government regulation. Big government socialism and modern monetary theory, which claims the government can spend as much as they want, the feds can print as much as they want, and the central planners can regulate as much as they want, is failing miserably. Socialism is the big lie of the 20th century. It's equality at the point of a gun. While it promises prosperity, equality, and fairness, it delivers poverty, scarcity, misery, tyranny, and oppression. As usual, Marxists believe they are never wrong and blame everyone and everything else for their failures, like Putin, the pandemic, and the Republicans. Trump interrupted the progressives' great reboot of America, which began under Obama, and therefore had to be destroyed. For the obvious reason, ESG is becoming unpopular with many individuals, businesses, and countries, and ESG stock has slid over 17% and is starting to fail. To assist in its recovery, Biden has informed businesses that they must offer ESG stock as part of their benefit and retirement programs. He's applying fascist progressive strong-arm tactics by forcing retirement fund managers to assess the cost of their company's environmental impact and then place a ESG tax on individual retirement funds. He has included ESG reporting enforcement in the Build Back Better bill, renamed in Orwellian style to the Inflationary Reduction Act, to make sure companies, farms, and individuals are compliant with ESG regulations. King Biden's edicts, of course, are unconstitutional and force fiduciaries to forego their legal responsibilities to their stockholders. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska has introduced the Investors' Democracy as Expected Index Act to fight ESG assessment management companies. This bill gives the power to vote shares back to the shareholders. The big three investment managers, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, cast 20-25% to 25% of all shareholder votes for S&P 500 companies. They are the top shareholders in 90% of the S&P 500 companies. Top ESG stockholders are concerned about the recent corporate and public pushback of their fascist ESG policies. Brian Deese, Prince Charles, Goldman, Morgan Stanley, Apollo, Bank of America, and other global executives have flown to Europe on their private jets to hold secret meetings regarding ESG stock. These corporate pigs only care about their wallets and are phony environmental, social justice, and governance advocates. At the G7 meeting, Biden continues to blame Russia for his inflation-inducing policies. However, from the time Biden was inaugurated until the Ukraine invasion in February 2022, inflation increased 435%. After the invasion, inflation increased a mere 9%, which can also be attributed to Biden's policies and not the Ukraine war. Inflation due to oil shortages can't be blamed on Putin. 
Russia is pumping oil at full capacity and selling it at a discount to India and China. During that same meeting, Biden insisted that we must continue suffering his self-imposed inflation and supply shortages to achieve his insane energy and fascist Marxist transformation. Former BlackRock executive and now White House economic advisor Brian Deese backed Biden by saying, What you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order and we must stand firm. Deese believes the fascist regime, the globalists, BlackRock, progressives, the Biden administration, and Deese himself are the omnipotent rulers who run our government, not the people. Their new liberal world order is the new fascism. Their fascist Marxist transformation and inflationary redistribution policies are a complete assault on the American people, drain wealth from the working class, and only benefit the aristocratic elites. Citizens of America are told that inflation, the soaring cost of living, price hikes, baby formula, and energy shortages, crime, division, hate, open borders in Afghanistan are all Putin's fault. However, under Trump, there was the Afghan war, Putin's war in Syria, and the Iranians terrorizing the Straits of Hormuz to disrupt the oil shipments, yet we didn't experience high gas prices or inflation. This was because Trump created a solid economy and energy independence. Under Biden, the Taliban's back. The Biden administration is the biggest threat and most extreme political organization in the history of America, not the mega-patriots. This sociopath, senile imbecile, believes he has an omnipotent duty to transform our society and forcibly change our lives in accordance with his and his fascist globalist image, and he has ordained himself supreme ruler to complete this mission. Any objections are considered misinformation and will be dealt with accordingly. It's Biden's totalitarian Obama moment to block our constitutional freedoms and free market capitalism and replace it with big government socialism, central planning, statism, and wealth redistribution, which will destroy our economy and way of life. Congressman Ronnie Jackson, who served as a physician in the White House under Presidents Bush, Obama, and Trump, claims the Democrats are willing to put up with Biden's cognitive decline to fill the West Wing with former Obama staff. On the Colbert Show, Obama boasted that he could run the White House from his basement and his sweatpants. The Biden administration is Obama's third term, Obama 3.0, and is represented by Susan Rice. Soros is represented by Blinken. BlackRock's Fink is represented by Deese. And Big Tech is represented by Klein. Recognize it? They've taken a flawlessly run pre-pandemic Trump economy, a booming V-shaped post-pandemic recovery, and drove it into the ditch in less than 15 months. Now we have inflation, stagnation, and falling annual gross incomes. High energy costs, excessive spending, high taxes, crashing stock markets, insane regulations, no shovel-ready projects, GDP under 2%, and recessions are all back along with divisive strained race relations, instilled fear, deprived liberties, open borders, terrorism, wars, and globalizations like Iran, Paris Climate Accord, and WHO treaties. This is Obama's, Biden's, Schumer's, the Progressives, and the Davos elite's idea of the Great Reset and Transformation of America. They hate America and scoff at we the people, believing it's theirs to do with as they please. Like French aristocrats, their arrogance has no bounds. Watching Biden laugh about inflation during the White House Correspondents' Dinner is reminiscent of Obama laughing about the shovel-ready projects that weren't so shovel-ready after all. 
Biden terminates the energy sector, accelerates inflation, eliminates jobs and cars, drives people into poverty, then despotically accuses industries of gouging and orders people to purchase new $70,000 electric vehicles. They tax small businesses and the working class while claiming they're taxing the rich, then have a meltdown when one of their own woke corporations like Disney has its tax exemptions taken away. They blame Trump and call us racist when we object to their open borders. They tax and force us to finance millions of illegals who take our jobs and drive down our wages. They don't care that illegals increase the cost of our food, water, energy, and housing, commit crimes, destroy our environment, and clog hospital roads and schools because they're our new transformational order in the progressive voter. Biden financed Putin's war by cutting off our energy, then has the kahunas to accuse Americans who don't support his insane gas tax holiday, upset over high gas prices, of not standing up to Putin, favoring his war, and killing people. These fascist pigs give our country to foreigners, line their pockets, call us pigs for wanting to maintain our meager standard of living, then claim they're saving democracy. They're inducing our suffering so they can shut down our open free society and free market system and replace it by imposing their global fascist totalitarian statism. We have enough efficient clean energy to power the U.S. indefinitely, more than enough to make a painless seamless transition in the near future to the use of fusion hydrogen fuel cells, solar, and other technologies which are on the horizon. We have enough natural gas in Pennsylvania and Texas alone to power the U.S. with clean energy for the next 800 years, and we have even more in Anwar in Alaska. This doesn't include nuclear power, which is 100% efficient, U.S. oil, which is 40% cleaner than Russia's or Venezuela's, or our endless coal reserves that, when combined with existing technology, is over 98% efficient. Biden accidentally told the truth in his State of the Union address when he declared that the U.S. only accounts for 15% of global carbon emissions, while the rest of the world accounts for 85%. He further stated that even if we did everything perfect, it wouldn't matter. World CO2 will never decrease while China and India keep doubling their output. Noah found that during the 16-month COVID lockdowns, global carbon emissions increased. It seems that idle airplanes, bordered businesses, and quiet highways have no effect on climate. The global annual average of climate fatalities has gone from 500,000 in 1920 to less than 1,000 in 2021, a 99% drop attributed to strong, vibrant economies. According to the EIA's website, in 2015, CO2 emissions generated from electricity in the U.S. decreased to their lowest level since 1993, thanks to our technological advances in fossil fuels. However, recent studies argue whether CO2 even traps greenhouse gases that supposedly cause warming. Ice core data from Greenland reveals 8,000 years of zero correlation between CO2 and temperatures. Greenpeace founder Patrick Moore said he doesn't know why they say the world is coming to an end in the next 12 years because air and water have been getting cleaner for the last 50 years. In a Washington Examiner interview, Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff, Cat Chekrabarty, claimed that the Green New Deal isn't about climate change but how to change the economy. Earth Justice, the Sierra Club, and other so-called environmental fascists are partly financed by China, Russia, and others who want to destroy and run our country. 
John Casey, former space shuttle engineer, climate expert, and author of Dark Winter, claims the sun, not carbon emissions, drives Earth's temperatures. According to Casey's rational cycle data, the past 650,000 years indicates the Earth is cooling, not warming, and that our species may have seen its last warming period for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Yet for the last 30 years, progressive propagandists continue claiming mankind, not the sun, is controlling the temperature. Although none of their climate warming predictions have come true, progressives insist on massive government regulations and taxes on carbon-based fuels, claiming the U.S. economy is the villain. Destroying our economy and carbon-based energy sector is exactly the wrong thing to do and will leave us unprepared and defenseless against global cooling. For more information regarding this topic, see Deprogramming, the Climate Change Chapter, page 57, and the Progressives in Action, the Green New Deal Chapter, page 38. Both are free on this website. The Committee to Unleash Prosperity has discovered that solar and wind farms would need four acres the size of South Dakota to power just half of our major cities and will devastate thousands of acres of our landscape. Greenies never mention the toxic waste dumps these batteries will create. According to Foreign Magazine, you would need 34 million metric tons of copper, 40 million tons of lead, 50 million tons of zinc, 162 million tons of aluminum, and 4.8 billion tons of iron to complete their Green New Deal. How are you going to get these materials when they won't let you mine, and what would this scale of mining do to the environment if you could? Progressives claim they're trying to create more energy, but their policies are doing just the opposite. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, the Biden administration is undercutting energy by raising royalty rates, eliminating subsidies, imposing excessive profit tax, and is pushing international financing, Wall Street, and banks to defund and end the financing of fossil fuels. He has given COVID-19 relief funds to environmental groups to sue oil and gas companies and ordered SEC to force companies to disclose and tax their climate risk. He has killed Keystone and other pipelines, reduced drilling on federal lands by 80%, canceled leases in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico, and has slowed the approval process of oil and gas projects. Yet Biden swears he's doing everything possible to bring down fuel and energy prices. The EPA, Energy and Interior Departments have tightened their environmental regulations destroying oil, gas, and LNG pipelines and refining permits. They've added their ideological social cost to carbon tax and have allowed states, counties, native tribes, and Democratic-backed trial lawyers into the energy policy decision-making process. The bureaucrats in the SEC, Fed, and Treasury Departments are woke fascists that are unconstitutionally incorporating environmental and social justice programs into their policies. In a fascist corporate-government alliance, asset management companies are withholding finances from energy corporations that they deem non-ESG compliant. Biden's energy secretary, like Obama's, wants to raise gas prices above those of the European Union's. Deb Holland, the Interior Secretary, put out a statement to shut down drilling that read, A proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. Thinking they're clever, they withhold permits while trying to convince the public that oil companies can get all the leases they want. It's akin to buying all the guns you want when you can't have any bullets. 
They have forced 11 refineries to shut down or convert to renewable fuels by increasing their air quality demands, environmental restrictions, state and federal policies. Biden strongarms our financial institutions, preventing energy sector investments, then threatens oil companies and refineries if they don't produce more. He claims he's forcing people to transition to electric cars, EVs, when there aren't enough raw materials to accommodate everyone, few people can afford one, China makes the batteries, and they lack the plans to dispose of the batteries when they expire. How is the environment going to benefit from the billions of tons of strip mining and billions of discarded batteries that leak acid and toxic metals into the soil? Biden's Green New Deal has failed miserably. It has caused the European Union to revert to coal energy, pollution to increase, Putin's economy to skyrocket, the U.S. economy to tank, a global recession, destroyed world energy resources, and has emboldened our enemies. Adding insult to injury, pathetic, incompetent, imbecilic world elitist in an incredible display of stupidity are planning global fascist price controls that will further diminish supply, inflate prices, and result in a global economic meltdown. Then again, that might be their goal.